and welcome to ASIC View, the official podcast of the Australian Securities and Investments Commission. On today's episode, we'll be discussing ASIC's report into the extent of failure to deliver ongoing advice services to financial advice customers who are paying fees to receive those services. My name is Andrew Williams, and with me this time around is Joe Bird, Senior Executive Leader, Financial Advisors at ASIC. Joe, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Andrew. Good to be with you. Can you tell us more about the kind of fees we're talking about here? Why are customers paying these fees in the first place? Basically, the customers are paying fees to receive an ongoing advice service, such as an annual financial advice review. However, they're not receiving the service. There are basically two reasons why they don't receive the service. The first is they don't actually have a financial advisor allocated to them because, for example, their financial advisor has left the licensee or has retired, but they're still being charged the fee for the ongoing advice, which they're not receiving. The second situation is where the customer does have a financial advisor allocated to them, but that advisor doesn't provide the advice they've agreed to provide, even though the fees are being taken out of, for example, the customer's investment accounts. Are there particular organisations that the advisors covered in this report are, are associated with? This report is part of our Wealth Management Operations Project, so we're focusing on the conduct of six of Australia's largest banking and financial services institutions. So we're looking at AMP, ANZ, Commonwealth Bank of Australia, Macquarie Group, National Australia Bank and Westpac. And it's my understanding that's sort of nearly half of the overall market. It's about 40% of the, of the overall market. Those institutions account for, yeah, about 40% of the advice market. So what led to ASIC looking into this issue in the, in the first place and, and producing this report? And, and what did you find? Okay, we started this project as a result of information we obtained, including through breach notifications from some of the licensees. That information suggested to us that this conduct of charging fees and not providing any services was occurring. AMP, ANZ, CBA and NAB have all identified systemic issues in relation to the charging of ongoing advice fees and failure to provide those services for the fees. Westpac has also identified a systemic issue, but in relation to one advisor only. Macquarie hasn't actually identified any systemic failures of the fee-for-no-service variety. That isn't really surprising to us, actually, because Macquarie has quite a different business model to the other institutions. So in the course of the project, well, we've discovered that the problem exists and we've successfully negotiated a range of positive and improved compensation outcomes for the affected customers. We've said to the institutions, you have to make sure you fully compensate all these customers for these breaches. And we've made sure that the institutions have correctly identified the customers who have been affected by the breaches. We're making sure that the way they're calculating their compensation is fair. We're also insisting that they go in there and do some further reviews to make sure that they don't have those, these problems elsewhere that they haven't identified. Furthermore, we're actually asking them to make changes to their business to make sure that these failures don't occur in the future. Is ASIC going to take any enforcement action in, in relation to the conduct outlined in this report? ASIC has commenced several enforcement investigations in relation to this conduct. But regardless of those investigations, we think it's really important that the licensees compensate affected customers and make changes to their businesses to make sure that these problems don't occur again in the future. And the report we've just published is about that part of our work. 
Now you mentioned the importance of compensation here. Can you talk a little bit about what the compensation process so far has entailed and, and what we can expect it to expect to happen in the future? Certainly. So as of 31 August 2016, the compensation arising from the failures outlined in our report was approximately $23.6 million, and that's been paid or agreed to be paid to 27,000 customers or so. We expect the amount of compensation to substantially increase in the coming months. We've asked all of the institutions to give us the estimates of how much compensation they expect to pay for those breaches that they have already identified. And they have estimated that they will be paying 154 million plus interest extra to over 175,000 further clients. So that will take the total compensation to sort of more than $176 million. Yeah, and that's the estimate at this point. Yeah, I should add, obviously the earlier figure I gave you, the $23.6 million, is money that's clear and that money is being paid or about to be paid. The future figures of 154 plus interest is an estimate. Mm. And the amount of uh, compensation that each individual customer gets will differ depending on the kind of fees that they've been paying in the first place. So it's not a uniform average. That's right. Yeah. It differs for each customer depending on how much they're paid and how long they're in an ongoing fee arrangement for. Yeah. Speaking of uh, those customers, if anyone's you know currently paying for financial advice or maybe they're thinking about paying for financial advice in the future, what advice do you have for people that are going into this industry and maybe you know, uh, paid, looked at this report and had concerns? My first tip would be to go to ASIC's Money Smart website. That's a really useful resource for people who want to get financial advice. It gives them some guidance about how much advice might cost and it really explains the advice process. My second piece of advice would be that customers should always check that they're receiving the services that they're paying for. Fortunately, in the advice space, the future of financial advice reforms have made it much easier for customers to check that they are getting the advice they're paying for. Every year, a customer who's in an ongoing advice relationship should receive a fee disclosure statement that will set out exactly what they're paying and what service they're getting for what they're paying. And then every two years, they will have to actively opt in to the continuation of that ongoing fee arrangement. The last point I'd make was that actually, if you feel that you might have paid fees for services in the past that you didn't receive, you might be entitled to refunds and compensation. And you should, in the first point, lodge a complaint through the bank or the licensee's internal dispute resolution system. And if you don't get satisfaction there, you should go to the Financial Ombudsman Service. That's good advice, Joe. Thank you very much for your time. It's a pleasure. Thank you. The report and the media release relating to the report can both be found on ASIC's website. Just go to asic.gov.au. There's also a link to the relevant Money Smart page there in the media release so check that out we'll be back with another episode very shortly thank you very much for listening